What you are listening to is real. The parties involved are not cool. They are actual geeks with a case pending in the court of public opinion. The party's case has been dismissed, and the dispute will be settled here on our podcast. There will be no lawyers. There will be no witness testimony. The judge's decisions are final. Hello, I'm Judge Ivan. I'm Judge Jonathan, and this is Geeks on Trial. Today's case, Backstabbing Book Club. Welcome to Geeks on Trial. This is the podcast where we settle petty disputes between actual geeks over movies, video games, board games, and more. If you'd like to submit your own geeky case for future episodes, you can email us at geeksontrial at gmail.com. You can also support the show over at patreon.com slash geeksontrial for just a few bucks a month, and you'll gain early access to both our audio and our video episodes before they are released to the general public. Ivan, before we get into today's case, uh-huh. I, I wanted to. I thought we could have a little discussion about mm-hmm. the end of society, which is imminent. Oh boy! All thanks to these two little letters. Mm-hmm. You know which two letters I'm talking about? Hey, no, my gavel. Oh, here it is. N O. Uh, <laughs> are you answering the question, or are, is that your guess? <laughs> You're going to have to find out and maybe ask somebody. Okay. Well, the two letters I'm thinking of are I and A, not necessarily in that order. In fact, reverse it. AI, which is artificial intelligence. A-I-O-A-O. Is it an Italian thing that you have going on here? Wouldn't you love to hear the gang and Goodfellas discuss AI? Or in what's the other the Tarantino movie? Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I could have given you a funny answer, but I didn't. Now, I mean, I mean, we could ask AI. AI wrote this entire thing, by the way. Yeah, that we we should. We're going to do an episode entirely scripted by AI, and uh, at the end there will be some kind of a moral lesson because that's what it likes to do. I, when I talk about AI, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Listening to this, AI is in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Mainly because of these chatbots that have been gaining traction. Well, before the chatbots, it was the the art, right? The AI generated illustrations and paintings right. and which things. Which is which is mainly where I know most of my AI from 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 playing with those those art apps and art sites. Interesting, because see, I never really played around with the art, but I have played around quite mm. a bit with the you fucked up the Chat GPT. <laughs> Three more letters for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, of course, Bing has one. Google's working on one. I think to varying degrees of success. But the, I, I feel like every week I see a story about a new AI development that blows my mind that I feel like wasn't possible the week before. The pace at which they're developing, I'm just saying, is very, <laughs> in oh, some, yeah. some ways, alarming. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's... At this point, do you think like AI is just building these things? Like AI is now working f- to build new AI. <laughs> They're saying it's like, oh, Apple is doing AI and Microsoft. No, it's AI building AI. But my original AI that I that I grew up with was Smarter Child. You remember uh, Smarter <laughs> Child on AIM? Not the Haley just, Joel Osment picture as we were discussing wait, was earlier. It, was it Smarter Child? Smarter the, the, Child. The chat? Yeah. We just te- that was AI, right? That was AI M. A- <laughs> Sorry, you left that uh, one there for me. 
Huh. Yeah, but piece, right. piece that together. Yeah, right. Smarter Child was for for all the Zoomers who don't know. Well, first of all, there used to be a messaging service. It was kind of like Discord, but <laughs> you were only you weren't on it all the time. <laughs> Does that explain what well, AOL Instant Messenger we, was? <laughs> we were. You had to. If you left, you put up an away message. Right. Anyway, there was a chatbot on there called Smarter Child, and yes. the the concept behind that I think was. It would learn from the people it spoke to. Right. I think. I don't know if it was that complicated, but I feel like it did that, where if, if somebody talked to it a lot about a movie, then the next person would, if they asked about that movie, Smarter Child would know about it. But it wasn't smart enough to know anything. It wasn't right. even like close it to today's tech. No, it wouldn't search the web. I don't think it had access to certain things. I mean, the web had a lot less info than it does it didn't, now. Like the whole thing but. with uh, chat GPT is it has a database fed into it. Right. I don't think Smarter Child had a database. It just had a it, grammar base. <laughs> I think it basically just revert, like just spewed back your words to you. Yeah. Like it looked for keywords and knew Oh, they said hello, so probably I'll say hello too. Stuff like right. that. Like it didn't actually where and that's kind of true even now the current chatbots there's a lot of I think um uh misinformation about what they actually are and I think for the most part they don't actually know what you're saying either. They're just no. extremely good at faking it. Oh yeah, they're they're definitely just really good at small talk and like really good at just repackaging words and like regurgitating just facts back at you. Yeah, yeah, but I've been I've had I love ChatGPT. I have I have for some things started using it uh, as I know others have as a replacement for Google searches. Interesting, because sometimes you know I don't want to go through the SEO driven ad pages right. and clicking through top 10 slideshows or whatever. <laughs> I can and just making sure that it's like not a scam ad and not just like, Oh, they want to want me to buy, you know, underwear subscriptions and you know, <laughs> yeah. Like if I wanted to know, I, you know, like I was curious, oh, what was the box office of a movie or what, you know, right. what time is it in, in the UK right now? I can probably Google those things. I could just ask chat GPT and I, I find it's often faster and smarter and, now, not yet. We'll see what happens. But kind of like the early Google, it, there's it's not it hasn't been bogged down by all the SEO stuff, which I feel like. Right. It's, the, you know, it's the same reason I will always add Reddit to the end of any of my search queries on Google now, because I it just you get to a human being answering your question instead of. Yeah. Someone trying to make money. I mean, don't get like give it time. There will be ad supported things in it because from what I know and I don't know a lot about the 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 AI chat stuff, but it's very expensive to run. And at some point they're gonna have to start selling ad space to people to recoup this money because I'm pretty sure I forgot what podcast I was listening to, but it's like basically a penny every time somebody searches. Right. Or like every it's like a penny every minute or something Along those lines, don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on what the query is and how much data. But yeah, it, it might be like tenths of a penny. But even that adds up. What, right, because especially the amount of people, of, yeah, using it and the amount of time people are using it throughout the day. Like right now, I've been noticing there's a lot of advertisements on like Facebook and stuff. Like, hey, you forgot to do, forgot to do your homework tonight? Go to Chat GB. Like, <laughs> and like it's writing full essays and. Oh, yeah. 
and from what I know, it's free, right? There's a free version. It does limit you with how much you can uh, say to it per day and how big its responses are. Then there, there's a subscribed version you pay for, which is which is actually the newer model. The the more advanced model is not open to the general public yet. I'm afraid to ask this, but do you pay for it? <laughs> I, no, I, I don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, I've thought about just doing it for a month and playing around with it, but I haven't. But what I think the future really is, though, which is probably within a year, maybe sooner, is mm. every, there's, everyone's going to have their own chat GPT on their own server. Or it won't be – it'll be whatever chat – you'll be able to customize it like, oh, I want a robot that writes fan fiction for me. Or I want a robot that helps me do my okay. homework. And everyone's going to start writing their own custom AIs. And maybe you'll pay for those or maybe – they'll find some way to monetize it. But it, it's not going to – right now, I think people don't have the processing power f f to run some right. of these more advanced ones. That's why it's all on another like server. It's been around for a long time in some form or another. Like when you call up to like a call center or something, there's some kind of AI driven thing running those those phone trees and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But it's it's very basic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for sure, this is going to replace certain things, certain like ask Google or, or ask what, you know, what is, uh, ask Yahoo answers. Jeeves. Or, ask Jeeves, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like the, the, in general, this whole AI movement to me, I think this is on the level of like when the internet first came out, I feel like, yeah. or smartphones, like this is the next thing that is truly going to revolutionize how we operate in society. It's and I, every day it's it's a little scary and a little crazy how far it goes to me. Well, let me but. ask you this: speaking of the scary thing, because of course now because it's new technology and everybody's scared by new tech. Because uh. why not? <laughs> Sorry, <I laughs> Do you scared. think it's going to take our jobs? <laughs> um, I mean, it might take some jobs. Uh, Explain. It might make some jobs easier, but well, in the same way that a uh, a, a car manufacturer AI, AI oh, sorry, not a car. AI. <laughs> I always oh, I always get that confused. So, mm -mm. in the same way that uh, Thomas Edison's light bulbs or Tesla's, whoever actually invented that, right. I don't know took the job of candle makers. You know what I mean? Like I don't think taking jobs is necessarily a bad thing because it will. It may also make new jobs and just make life easier. I mean, right. the real, when people talk about the fear of AI taking their jobs, what they, what they really should be talking about is the fact that capitalism is so oppressive that that's a concern. Right. <laughs> well, it's like the same thing. Like there's a bunch of like, I'm in the art community, uh, photographer, editor or whatever. And like, people are like, Oh, AI art is like putting people out of jobs. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, is it really though? Because were you making these pieces for people anyway? They were mm. underpaying you. They were doing whatever. You know, I'm a I'm a professional photographer, and Instagram kind of stepped on our feet for a while. We just pushed through it, and now we use it as a tool. It's kind of like you know how there was Napster, every, and now they just learned they created Spotify. They're like, okay, MP3s right. are a thing. We're gonna work with that yeah right. it's scary yeah. for like a second but then it's like oh we just need to learn to like move forward with it it's i think people have said it's going to come down to now like the future graphic designers will be more the people who know how to manipulate the ai the best right 
But I do feel like there's a point coming soon where, you know, and art is a whole different thing where, you know, especially newer companies who don't have that much money, rather than hiring someone to make a logo, they just type in, make a logo that looks like this and this and this. <laughs> right. And and I thought about that the other day, too. Like, for the, the first few years of when I was, like, 15 making video stuff, I would just take stuff off of Google and put it into my videos without paying for it, where you're literally stealing from an artist, right. where now you're using AI to do that, and it's not really stealing from an artist. It's stealing a style, which... All art is stealing from a style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of weird gray areas in it. And you're more of a you're you're more of a writer than I am. And and do you think it's like something that would be pushing you out of a job? As like you know you you write from like you do reviews for yeah. video games and stuff. I mean, right now it's it's certainly it's in some ways it's helping people because it you can right. use it to proofread what you've what you've done. And, Yep. And have it help you rewrite or help you come up with ideas. I have heard stories about, you know, people writing entire books with AI and selling them on Amazon <laughs> and stuff like that. Which, how much different is that from getting a ghostwriter? Right. Or how, you know, how different is it from any, like, you know, why do we, and I'm not necessarily saying that this is wrong, but we we value human writing over robot writing. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe there. Maybe right. the difference isn't as important. Maybe, like in fifty years, maybe people won't care. I'll just be like, sure, you write a book with a robot, or you don't. I don't know. Right. It's it's too new right now. There's just too many things that could happen. That it's. I feel like taking a stance, a firm stance, one way or the other, is a little bit foolish because it's you just it's it's you have no idea where this is going to be in ten years. It, and like what I what I'll use AI for, and I forgot the website or the app that I've used, is for like mundane things that I just don't care. Not that I don't care about, but like like coming up with a uh, a video title for YouTube. Oh yeah, stuff like that is great. Like here, here's <laughs> five facts about my video. Figure this out. This is true. We we I used and we used ChatGPT to help generate possible titles and like slogans for this very podcast. <laughs> right, like. I'm a content creator. I'm not a SEO expert. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, there yeah. can be somebody else we can get for that. And we're for like, even this show, for example, we're not making money on it yet. So like I am, but yeah. we would, I'm sorry. You don't worry about we it. We would need to get, we need to get something like a chat or an AI to help us generate that until we can. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there, I so I am not afraid of AI right now. I'm excited about it. I, I mean, I think it it could be scary, but mostly I think it's very fun and exciting to see how it develops. But uh, that's and a, it's also still very flawed too. Sure, like you still need to go through. Like if you yes. like AI and image, if you look closely, it's like it doesn't know how yeah. to do ears properly. But yet, I think and like we're stuff like that. months away from those flaws going away. Uh, and people are set, like we even mentioned like it's quick. But like it's been around for a while. Like like we were like when we brought up the, the the smarter child. Right. That was kind of the starts of it. Now it's just kind of like sure. well, we have this technology and maybe people were thinking about this during COVID when they were sitting at home yeah. figuring stuff out. It's all coming to a head right now. This is not a case we're gonna settle on today's show. That's that's no. beyond the scope of our abilities as judges. But do you think a book club <laughs> would be pushed out by an AI? Like, do you think having an actual book club to go to 
and talk with people? Like, would AI take that over someday? Interesting, interesting point. Interesting that you bring that up. Yeah, if you if you could Why? just talk with a group of AIs, you wouldn't need to gather a group of people together, I suppose. Well, right. Uh, that does, in a weird coincidence, tie into today's actual case, which we're going to get to oh. now. Now that we've got past uh, AI. Because today's case, which comes to us from the internet, you can find a link in our episode description. Uh, which may or may not have been written by AI. <laughs> it probably was. It's up to you to figure it out. It's a little game we like to play. This case revolves around a woman we'll call Matilda. Matilda is an avid reader and was a member of a regularly meeting book club for a few years until one year recently when the club got a bunch of new members and suddenly the category of books that they were reading shifted to exclusively sci-fi or fantasy novels. Matilda, not being the biggest fan of either genre, tries to suggest alternatives now and again, but is consistently shot down. Frustrated, she decides to start her own book club, inviting some members of the first club to join, and it's a great Success, as Borat would say. <clears throat> However, former book club runner Agatha feels that Matilda has poached her former members and is acting childish for refusing to expand her horizons and read a different kind of book than she's used to. Uh, now the two competing book clubs are at war with each other and Matilda's caught in the crossfire. As dual judges here on Geeks on Trial, it's our job to determine whether Matilda's new nook for books is a good look or if she's a schnook and a crook for those members she took. Mm -hmm. Now, is Matilda's father Roald Dahl? <laughs> that, is that who, that that who I, wrote those? That I couldn't confirm, but yes, Roald Dahl did, did author the it, Matilda book. He did. Okay. This is, so our, this, is, this is our first, can, can I say it? Can I be the one who says it? <laughs> yeah. This is our first book case. <laughs> let's, let's, we should name it. Billy? <laughs> Billy is a. I don't know what it is. That's a very good name for a bookcase, though. It's yeah, very. I don't. It just came to me off the top of my head. That's really good. Yeah. Yep. Um. So you know, we haven't talked books before, but they maybe more well, than any other. Have we, we kind of have comic books? Comics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That. Okay, written text textbooks, <laughs> novels, novels. It's a novel idea that we start literature. Yes, it is a novel idea. You're right. Uh, <laughs> this certainly is in the realm of geekdom. Yes. Arguably at this stage in our society and culture more so, I think books are almost geekier now than certainly than movies or video games. Well, it depends on the type of book, I suppose, because there's plenty of popular so? bestsellers that you wouldn't consider that geeky to be reading like a John Grisham or something, <laughs> but mm. uh, or like Oprah's book club kind of books. Does a book club still exist for Oprah now that she doesn't have a TV show? I think it I think it will exist forever just because it's a mm. sticker they can put and it will sell a book. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it certainly is in the falls into the category of things that we discuss on on this show. Have you ever I mean, maybe we should just start big and say uh, what are you are you a reader? <sighs> I want to be. I have books. I have there there I'll have times where I'm like Oh, let me buy this book and then just forget I own it because life has come up or, you know, a movie came on or something shiny was in a window. <laughs> you know, like I I want to be such a book reader. I have a, a Kindle. I have, you know, ebooks. I have I've even tried audiobooks, but yes and no. In in spirit, I am a reader because I read technically I read a lot online. 
but not necessarily books. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which is kind of weird. You know, people always like, oh, this generation doesn't read. We probably read more than right. <laughs> past generations. But um, I try to read at least, like, I know this is such a low number, but like at least three books a year. Yeah. Like I, like I try to, which is a sad number when like people I know are like, I read like 25 books a month. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I wish that I read more. When I was a kid, I loved reading. I read oh, absolutely. everything and ever, anything that there was. But, it, you know, as I've gotten older, part of the problem is I will often read before bed and it makes me sleepy. Right. So it takes me like six months to get through a book because I just read three pages and then fall asleep. Well, that's the thing too. Or like I'll be reading like me and my partner will be in the living room. He's playing a video game. I'll be on the couch reading a book and then I get distracted and then, oh, I forgot there's a book. (laughs) Yeah. But within the last year or so, I got a Kindle for the first time. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. And I have – that has encouraged me to try to up my reading because I really do like – the convenience of it and right. not having some books are just annoying to hold. And deal. I know, I know a lot of people love the physical and it has its charms. Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you like, cause for me, like, because I read so infrequently, I like to have that. This is going to sound lame, but that trophy to have on a shelf, like I finished this book. This is going on my shelf. I, but also like it's a big waste of space. Yeah, I have reached a point. I don't know. A couple of years ago, I did kind of a big spring cleaning thing, and I tried to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And a part of that was a lot of books. And right. that's when going with the Kindle, I kind of, I kind of made the decision. Unless it's a book I really love, like by an author I really know I'm going to love, or if it's like you know something with a lot of illustrations or like a coffee table right. book. I'm trying to almost exclusively go digital just because I don't have – I don't need more – I have enough junk that – Right. Like if it's like a, a, a Stephen King book, it's like, okay, fine. He pumps out a book every month. Like I could probably get that digital or yeah. – I have – like looking at my bookshelf now, it's like a lot of photography and film books. Like a lot of those style of books that I like to have paper copies of. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I've been I've been going hard in that direction. Now, have you ever have you ever read? Have you ever been part of a book nope. club? No. <laughs> um, not one that's like succeeded. Like I definitely think back in like college, like our friend group has like tried to do a book club here and there. You, me, and people we've known. I remember just, like, just one time. I thought it would be really fun. Maybe this was in college. I don't know. Maybe after. I, I was like, oh, we should all do a book club and we'll read cool, fun books. I remember I was like, Jurassic Park could be the first book we read. That's the one I'm thinking of. And nobody ever I, – I read it. <laughs> no, Nobody could ever like get – we never made the push no. to make it. Well, that was the, the issue too during college and when you're in school like because you're also reading because you have to. Oh, sure. That's the whole thing. For school. But like I, I have, have read Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I probably bought it on the IMDb. <laughs> yep. Because I, I probably bought it for that time and then just never read it during that time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I recently read uh, Inherent Vice. Okay. Took me longer than it should have because I uh, I watched the movie. That, so that's, that's right. kind of a fun way to sometimes that'll encourage me to want to read something. Same thing happened with uh, the movie Annihilation, which I loved. 
I was like, I got to read the, there's actually a trilogy of books that that's based on. And I love the books as well. So that's kind of a fun way to get into something or like uh, the song of ice and fire books I read after watching game of Thrones. Have you ever, have, were you part of a book club besides the one we failed? Not other than, unless you count, you know, like you said, being in school. <laughs> I've right. never, uh, Well, no. because like, I, unless you're like physically meeting with people, I feel like that's like the whole fun of it. Like, oh, we're mm. going to have, you know, read, talk about these books, have wine, have dinner. Like, it's a, it's a thing. Well, we're like, I don't know. Let's say this now. I think this is interesting to discuss because we were kind of talking about this earlier. It does seem like book clubs uh, st- traditionally and stereotypically are a predominantly female thing. Right. And like in pop culture, it's always like the Oprah book club is always followed by women. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Is it? It's just seen as a feminine it's pastime a, to read books. I think it's a stereotypical. <laughs> well, a mom's at home during the day, not working, so she has time to read, even though you know they don't. But I think that's where like it kind of Hardest falls job into in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, reading books. Reading books. No podcasting. <laughs> uh, he's right. Um, but yeah, I think that's where like that stereotype falls into play because like if you think about people who watch Oprah. It's usually people who are home at three o'clock, which stereotypically was a mom taking care of children. Yeah. Or that's not true. I do also feel like there's kind of a stronger push in marketing a lot of mainstream books. I just feel like you have the types of books that are, you know, have the pretty covers with bright colors and. Uh, you know, or like about a woman's journey across America or whatever it is. Right. There's a big uh, market for that type of literature and the sort of more male skewing books, I feel like are, you know, like to the Tom Clancy or uh, Stephen King, maybe a little bit, although he's right. kind of everybody, but uh, that are, I don't know. It, it It feels like there's this idea that's perpetuated that, which is true in all of society. It's really just a patriarchal thing that a dude like just reads a book by himself and doesn't, doesn't want to talk about his thoughts with his, right. with his yeah. bros <laughs> and girls like to share and talk to each other. <laughs> well, I also think too, like we necessarily, it's not a book club, but like we do a lot of tabletop gaming and stuff, which is a reading heavy hobby yeah we, we read the rule books <laughs> well you read rule books you do like D is heavy read it it's sure like, a lot of reading if you're a dm right or like you know it depends on the games you play but like i would say our generation which i hate to use that term does read more than potential past generations i don't know but yeah, yeah. i don't know well, if like if you're using the metric you were using earlier we're just reading in general definitely right <laughs> um but i would be interested to see like how books are doing sales wise. Um, I have been reading. Um, I've been doing plays more too because they're Ooh. they're quick or screenplays or you know yeah that's fun because if it's an hour and a half play it takes you about an hour and a half to read it some Shakespeare. No, I'm I, too dumb. I keep wanting to make a push to read more classic novels. Like over over Christmas this last Christmas, I for the first time it's very short, but I read uh, Christmas Carol. So did I, Charles but I mean, for a different reason. <laughs> yeah. So I was the technical director for a, a, a community theater version of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, so that's a, it's a good excuse. I mean, that was mm-hmm. I went and saw it. It's part of the reason I think I wanted to do it. And then I then I was like all excited. I was like, this was fun. I downloaded every 
Charles Dickens book on my, which is another great thing about Kindles. You can just, there'll be like free. On, on Amazon. Yeah. Like for free or for like three bucks, like just every book by this famous author, just click and you have them. Of course I haven't I also read think any a, of them yet, but a book club too is a big time commitment because like I'm a slower reader where like some other people might be, be able to get through a book in like a week. Mm. And like you have to kind of keep up with people and like reading a book takes it's longer than watching a film or, you know, doing other things, um, which is why I think I, I, I go towards plays and, and screenplays more. I do like short stories a lot, mm. too. I do have a book of like uh, Edgar Allan Poe short stories sure, um, and stuff like that. But I don't think I could ever see myself joining a book club. I kind of, uh, you know, not to not to get ahead of our plugs again. I'm always trying to sneak plugs in before this show is over. <laughs> but I did kind of join a book club of sorts, which is my Animorphs book podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, where So I, I have for the last uh, nine weeks or so, every week I have read an Animorphs book. Now those books are, take on average 90 minutes to two hours to read. They're pretty quick. Right. How many pages is an, an average uh, I think book. they're like 150 to 200, something okay. like that. I mean, but also but like fairly large font. Yeah. Space. Yeah. They're, you know, they're young adults and they're, they're pretty like the language is very straightforward. They're not complicated reads, um, but they're a typical, like they're a scholastic book. Like they're that kind of. So I have thing. kind of been having this experience of reading a book and then discussing it and it is enjoyable. Now, has your 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 podcast partner kicked you out of that book club or <laughs> not, wanted to change for any reason? He's tried. It's tough since <laughs> I am the only other one on the show. Right. He's uh, like, I'm done with you. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk specifics about this case because Matilda did leave because she kept trying to pitch other books and this new group only wanted to read sci-fi and fantasy, which she doesn't really like. Well, and that's not how they started either. Right. They started as just like a generic, hey, let's pick a book every week and then here we go. Yeah, right. But that's kind of like, that's kind of like a dick thing. Like if you sign up for like a book club or any kind of club and you expect it to be like variety or like, hey, this this week you pick a book, next week you pick a book. Yeah. I guess, but if all those people are fans of sci-fi, then you're going to get into that well of things like you know your next group could be all horror because these people just might like horror books you know it does seem strange to transform a club uh like it didn't seem like it was a gradual change for some reason they just got a bunch of new members and that everybody was into the the sci-fi fantasy which would be for me like probably my ideal book club (laughs) Uh, what do you think would be the most right now 2023 what do you think would be the most popular book genre? Interesting. I, I I'm, going by like what movies are out and stuff. Like for a while, it was always like the romance stuff. But like, what what do you think? My honest guess is, if you were to go by sales numbers, is it's probably nonfiction. Right. <laughs> it's probably memoirs and biographies and like political books and and things like. Well, that. Well, there is a correct answer, and you answered wrong. It's the Bible. Shit. <laughs> like yep. I said, nonfiction. Sorry. Oh, he's right. <laughs> no, but it is. It, it, I, I would be interested. Like, okay, when this book club was happening, was like a big push for like sci-fi movies or like you know that mm, kind well, of thing. Well, she says this or was uh, 2018 uh, around around then, so not that long ago. So I don't think right. there was any great. I mean, I do think after Game of Thrones yeah. hit big on HBO, I'm sure there was a a bigger push for fantasy novels. Right. 
which makes sense. Or like, you know, I mean, I feel like fantasy has been huge for a while because like Game of Thrones, then before that was, you know, like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. And like for like a good 20 to 30 year span. Yeah. Fantasy and sci-fi have kind of gone hand in hand and always being the top popular book series. They're def. I mean, they're definitely big, but I do feel like they're, in a way, they're a very, very large niche still. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do feel like sci-fi and fantasy, in particular, can be somewhat polarizing. Right. Like before, I really think before Game of Thrones, uh, most people who would have, who a lot of people who watched Game of Thrones would say, "I don't. I'm not into fantasy stuff." Right. Maybe Lord of the Rings they liked, but the, like they wouldn't. If you told them, eh, "Read my new fantasy novel about the Kingdom of Westeros and there's dragons," you know, they'd be like, "Ugh." <laughs> See, I used to be able to mock pushing up glasses, but uh, I'm getting older. <laughs> now you have to do it for real. Just Actually, take them yeah. off when you do it. Right. Uh, uh, because yeah. that makes sense, though. Because like a lot of things are just based around that. You know, it's like it's like people being like, "Oh, I'm not a I'm not into tabletop gaming." But I'll play Exploding Kittens. Sure, Catan you know, even. Yeah, that's right. It's, you need one right. breakout mainstream hit. Right. And the rest falls into place. Uh, I mean, what what would you do in this position? Are you, are, would you I feel would like you I would leave? just, I would just, like, these weren't, like, okay, let me get this. What's the equivalent of, what, what's the book genre that would make you leave if that's all they read? <laughs> Probably like romance novels, oh, yeah. Like the cheesy, like <laughs> Fabio, long hair, riding the horse, which, romance which novels. probably that might that's a contender for the actual best selling book genre. I would bet probably still, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they could just pump those out like nothing. Um, but I don't, I don't. Was she like friends with these people, or was it like? Matilda just found this group. It sounds like it's a group she found. The way she puts it is she joined a book club. So. And like anything else, like if you're not, like we've talked about with the gaming groups in, in, in a previous episode that um, if you're not friends with these people and you don't have a personal co- connection with them, you kind of have to bounce around until you find that connection. You know, like we're very so we have a, a gaming group that meets every week and it's very rare that people have that connection. Like we just happen to be friends and also board gamers. So, like, it, it's hard for people to find that kind of niche where, like, she, I guess, kind of got upset because this group changed. So she just left. Yeah, yeah. Like, she doesn't have a connection to these folks. Right. Well, it sounds like she formed some type of connection, at least, during because she did invite some of them to join her new group. Um, right. And, so, and some of them joined, too. So it sounds like maybe she... It's 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 a little interesting because she it sounds like she wasn't maybe alone in wanting to read a variety of different book mm-hmm. types, but it, she also makes it sound like she was the only one who was suggesting non sci fi books. So, well, and that's like I also would love to know the information. Like, was it always one person picking the books every week or every meeting, or was it like everyone kind of brought their stuff to the table and it just happened to be different people always clicking with sci fi. Which both could happen. You'd think there should be, I would think, some kind of system in place so that each month or whatever you can rotate who gets to pick the book or 
Right. Or I guess maybe they had a voting process, in, w- in which case, I guess if everybody just always outvotes her, then that doesn't work. But And I guess it could be like anything else. It starts being like a popularity thing where it's like, oh, you know, John picked the group. He hosts the party. So now he's, you know, in charge of it. Right. Yeah. Freaking John. I hate that guy. <laughs> God damn, John. <laughs> He's always ruining things. Uh, Does it bother you that it's always John Doe and Jane? Like, you're you're a John. I don't think of myself as John. That's not Good. that's not who I am. You go by Johnny. Gen- generally, I go by Johnny, Johnny Boy, or or Han. Or Han. <laughs> I right. really mainly go by. I did I did see that. Uh, not to go on too much of a tangent, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, there is a minor character in the movie whose name is Jarnathan, and I really liked that. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want to be Jarnathan. <laughs> Have you tried changing it on your license yet? I, I did. Probably easy. Yeah, I just took a Sharpie and I went in there. and. Um... Oh, you didn't? Okay, that's probably legal. Yeah, well, I, I did um, white out first. Go on. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So, like, would you have a problem, like, we're both kind of, like, not timid people, but we're both cowards. Would you like make a scene? Like, would you bring it up? Like, oh, we're always reading the same book. Or would you kind of like just bow out gracefully and be like, I'm not coming back next week? Yeah, it's a lot of that depends on, you know, like you said, how well do I know these people? What's right. what kind of relationship do we have? It sounds like maybe this group has been meeting online. Right. I'm not, And so if it were like a s- exclusively online group and let's say there were it sounds like there have to be at least 10 members because she says like right. new, a bunch of new people joined that at that amount of people. I would probably feel comfortable just kind of not showing up <laughs> or, right. or and especially online. Just kind of like, oh, I didn't get the yeah. email. Sorry. Or just you know. yeah, quietly being like, I, I'm really busy these days. Right. Kind of like make up a thing. Of, oh, I'm just going to drop doctors, out. Can't. But right. if if it were an in person group, then I would I feel like it would be it's much harder to right. then because if you're gonna like see these people in your daily life or something, right? Then it's more awkward. Then you have to figure that out. So would you push to be like, no, I don't want to read science fiction anymore. I want to read something else. If it I like if it was really a genre I really didn't like. And let's say it was like the third or fourth book in a row. Yeah, I think I probably would say, hey, and especially if, you know, you know, you first just just try to suggest, how about this? How about a change of pace this month? Let's try this or this. Right. And if trying it to be nice about kept it, kept getting be, rejected. Know. Yeah, I probably would just say, hey, I'm leaving. Like, have fun with your group. Yeah. And then like and, and the other half of it is starting another book club. She doesn't owe these people. It's not like it's a money-making venture. It's not like she's <laughs> right. stealing their thunder. Well, here's really the key part of this is the, the the dispute primarily is over asking the old members to join versus, I guess, starting a brand new club wholly right. separate from the original one. And, um, you know, I, it, it makes sense. I understand why she would do that. You, ha- you have a ready-made group of people that you know are interested in book clubs. It almost might be right. even considered more rude if you just don't tell anybody about your new book club. Right. Be like, I'm peacing out. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> you know. You're not invited. Well, like, I don't like and you. And that way, too, like, I'm sure these people who left with her 
had the same thought as she did. Oh, we're doing this again. Maybe we'll do something else. And also, as said in the case file, you can be in more than one club. It's true. It's true. Now, I suppose from Agatha's perspective, she might be thinking that it's harder to keep up with the club. If you're trying to read two books a month or whatever it is, maybe some people will just drop out and pick one over the other. And that's what she's worried about is that, which I guess I, you know, if it were me, my feelings might be hurt if everybody left one group and joined up with another one. (laughs) Right. Uh, Which would, yeah, it would be awful. But maybe that's, maybe there's a reason for that. Also, (laughs) how tight are they as a group? Like, are they friendly? Or are they friends? Are they just, you know, we just meet online for this group? Yeah. And like, are you never speaking to these people again unless it's about a book? Right. It's also another thing if it doesn't sound like this wasn't explicitly stated in the case, but it it certainly is something else if Matilda is scheduling their meetings for the same time as the other meetings or something like that. Oh, you're having your meetings on Wednesdays at five. I'm at four (laughs) 30. I mean, you know, that is a factor because I, we both know how hard it is to get people to commit to anything on any kind of a basis. And so to, it is another ask to be like, if you want to be in both clubs, that's two evenings out of however often right. that you now are reading, focusing on a book and needing to remember right. which book is which. So there's not no basis there for being upset, I don't think, on Agatha's part. Yeah, I'm sure I would feel like if I was the original host of the book club, I would feel a little backstabbed. But at the same time, like how hard, like if these people aren't, loyal to you, let's say, how hard is it to find other people? Right. I mean, you got to assume it's again, I'm, I'm assuming this is online. Uh, at least she specifies that, uh, the new book club, I think was kind of put together during COVID times. So that's my assumption. I got to imagine there's a wide variety of people online who would join a book club. Oh, Absolutely. Unless you're, you know, she's just, you're really attached to these people, which maybe you are. Uh, There are, you could find more folks to fill up your group if you needed to. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, there certainly is reason perhaps for Agatha to be upset. I don't know. Any any other big points you feel like where we haven't touched on? Not really, because like she tried to talk to them into being like, hey, Let's have some variety, which I feel like is a big thing. Like, yeah, sure, there's a ton of science fiction novels out there, but throw throw in some variety every now and then because if you, you keep going back and you keep having the same ice cream flavor, it's, it's going to get boring after a while. Right. It's going to be, you know. Unless you, I think if you, from the start, you're you're like, hey, we're, we have a sci-fi book club. Like, that's what it's right. called. Like, if it was advertised as a generic book club, where we every week or whatever go through a different thing. Everybody picks and brings in their book. And then you just hey, say one week, we're doing sci-fi from now on. Yeah, right. <laughs> then that's kind of. Then what do you expect? Then it's only natural right. that if, you know, if, the, if everyone's not on board. And I really can't blame this girl for, for, for moving over and asking the people she may have bonded with to come join her. She might not even ask them. She might have said, hey, I'm doing this. It's an open invitation. Right, right. Like I said, I, I think it's it's almost worse to be like you're not allowed to join. Right. <laughs> and I'm sure she wasn't being vindictive about it. I'm sure she wasn't like, 
I want to shut down your book club. <laughs> you know. Well, it sounds like we we have verdicts ready. I think we I think we're uh, in agreement here. I think all books should be banned and burned. And that's idea. Yeah, that's the natural conclusion. Yep. The cause of this dispute is books. All of them. If you eliminate books, books are bad. Yeah, the Bible. Look at what that's caused. Yep. Mein Kampf. Yep. We shouldn't have books. <laughs> no books. Books are bad. Maybe a phone book. Catcher like in books. the Rye. If it weren't for books, Why? John Lennon would be alive today. What was she doing in the Rye? I don't know, but she's fast. <laughs> And I was not able to catch her. <laughs> so I barely even know her. I think that there may be, it's possible that there's information we don't have that could lead to Matilda being slightly guilty in this case. A- as mentioned, you know, the scheduling of, of, of the thing, how she went about inviting people. Right. There could have been some level of, of vindictiveness, uh, as you said. I think there maybe was. However, I'm going to operate on the assumption that what we have in the case file is being presented in an accurate and honest way. And in that regard, I don't think there's anything wrong about leaving a group to suit your needs and starting a new one and letting those people join. So for me, it's a not guilty. I 100% agree. It's not guilty because you can't, if you don't like something, you have to, you can't just force yourself to be there every week. And, and if some of your, your fellow readers decided to also join your book club, that is free will. They are allowed to come as they wish. They potentially, we don't know, could be in both book clubs. Nothing stopping somebody from reading two buck books in a period of time. So yeah, I, I agree with you. So your verdict is not guilty. Yeah. Okay. I just, wanted, yeah. I just needed to stand yeah. for the record. The, the bailiff not guilty. needed to hear that. I'm getting a scam likely phone call as well. It might be Matilda. <laughs> you better pick it up. It could be, it could be some kind of a, a reward for you there. Oh, so now it's time. We must hand out our right. sentencing for Agatha because we've decided she's the one in the wrong here. Not Matilda. I mean, I, I always the first thing that comes to mind is usually the more boring sentencing, but is just to right. Like the boring sentencing would be like she has to join other groups. <laughs> yeah, she's she has to read a bunch of books from a genre she doesn't like. Right. <laughs> um. You know, my I'll go first. So, yeah. Is there something more fun that we can give her? She has to read every phone book from every state, <laughs> cover to cover. <laughs> But she has to find them because I don't know if they still make phone books. So she has to have a phone book reading book club. Okay. That's, wow. I mean, that's really bad. (laughs) Yeah. She has to let her fingers do the walking. If you get that reference, it's time for you to go to bed. (laughs) I don't don't think I get that reference. It's a yellow page thing. Their their logo was the fingers going through the book. Let your fingers do the walking. Wow. Okay. Yeah, sorry for that. I'm I'm gonna uh, give an alternative, so I think I'll let we'll let Agatha decide which punishment she wants. Uh, similar along those same lines, but I just think every every month she has to read through both the Bible and Mein Kampf <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, and discuss them. <laughs> That's the she's got a, the two. It's unanimous. We've all decided the two most harmful yep. and uh, w- worst written books. Yep. 
I don't know who I'm offending. Every, people are confused listening to this. They're like, he doesn't like the Bible or Hitler. Which side right. am I supposed to land on? <laughs> That's how we get those clicks. You generate baby. that controversy. That's the way you yes. do it. So hopefully that works out for everybody. But I think now it's time for us to start our own book club. That's going to be, uh, you know, we get enough patrons. That could be a new Patreon tier. <laughs> the... Well, we don't have, to, I don't have time to read full books. So how about it's a tweet club? We do read tweets. Oh, that sounds good. Well, it could be good. maybe nice like a, a pamphlet club. Pamphlet club. That'll be good. You have to go to a different truck stop and get a pamphlet. Short, we could do short stories exclusively. Mm-hmm. That could Very be. Very short. Like um, That could be fun. Fortune, fortune cookie club. Oh, he's right. He's right. Well, we gave our verdict on this case, but I'd really love to read verdicts from our listeners and or viewers on this one. You can. Oh, how could they send them to oh, us? I'm glad you asked. You could write them to us at our email address, which is geeksontrial at gmail.com. We also have a handy form in their description, which you can find via a link. That's a, that's like a URL on the internet. Look it up. And this will allow you. A URL? Yeah, it's three more letters. It's sort of like GPT or AI. It's a URL. (laughs) That's too many. AIM. You can use this form to submit your own case. If you have had some kind of a dispute in your life that relates to books, movies, comic books, anything in the geeky realm, submit it to us and we will discuss it on the show and settle it for you right here. Cool. And so we can keep the show going and, and have more fun talking in letters and numbers and, and chat GBTs and all that fun stuff and AI. You can support us by going over to our Patreon and giving us a couple bucks a month so you can get the episodes for free. Well, not for free. You'd be paying for them. You can get them early <laughs> yeah. is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's right. And uh, you can do that over at patreon.com slash geeks on trial. Yeah. Yeah. You could also, if you don't want to spend money, you could just give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your other uh, podcast catcher of choice. That really helps us out. Leave reviews. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Uh, we would appreciate it. And if you're watching this as a video, we are also a podcast where you can find us on any podcasts. Podcasts? You can find those podcasts. Of your choice. And if you're listening to us in audio form, you can find us over on YouTube. Catch us however your eyes or ears desire. Uh, If you want to follow us specifically outside of the show, I'm on Twitter at Quince. And as I mentioned, if you're a bookworm, then you're definitely going to want to check out my other podcast, which is called The Yerky Boys, an Animorphs podcast in which we read through the entire series of the Animorphs books. And you can find more of my work over on YouTube where I review and eat snacks. In that order, I review them, then I eat them. It's very, very weird. You do it in an interesting way. I am the snack guy on YouTube. Go check that out. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks so much. It was a really fun time. I'm glad we got. Who are you? I liked this. It was like a legal club is what this it is. It was a legal club. Uh, oh, that's, that's my, my name's Jonathan Estes. My name's Ivan Hahn, and this has been Geeks on Trial. Bye. Bye. We nailed it. Bye.